It's, uh, in some ways, it's actually just so simple. It's just so simple, Jesus. It's when we get distracted by the winds and the waves, it becomes complicated. It's when my eyes lock into your eyes. You fall back and it's just all in your hands. It's just so simple. <laughs> Father, bring us back to the simplicity. Being like little children. <laughs> For theirs are the kingdom, Jesus. <laughs> Those that simply knows how to trust in you. Oh, Jesus. May we be found in your lap. May we be found in your arms. Trusting you. Eyes locked in. Amen. I feel really bad to stop it now. But <laughs> if you guys can um, take your seats. Jesus is not finished. So I, I just thought to talk to visitors. So I'm a kite surfer. I don't get enough time. Yes. I don't get enough time to kite surf, but it's epic if you get to go kite surfing. <laughs> and Kala mentioned about the winds and the waves. And now we so easily get distracted. But you know what kite surfers do? They make use of that. They wait for the wind. They wait for the waves. And I, I just felt like maybe there's a visitors here like, what are you guys doing? Why is it going like this? But have you ever seen kite surfers waiting for wind? It's quite a <laughs> sickening thing, actually. They can waste hours sitting there waiting for the perfect wind to come. And then they go. If they go before the wind, they'll run, and they'll make themselves tired, they'll try, they'll stop trying to kite surf, because they can't get that kite into the air. And that's what Jesus said. He said the Holy Spirit is like the wind. We can't make the wind, we can only respond to the wind. So this morning we were responding to, and we were like kite surfers, and we saw the, way, the wind, and we're like, we need to jump into this thing. So if you're a visitor and you're like, what happened? That's what happened. We saw God move and we went kite surfing. <laughs> Amen. All right, Warren. Sure. <laughs> Guys, this is, uh, this is such a privilege um, to, speak, to speak today. Um, I, I want the net. I want the net of the Holy Spirit just to continue. And I don't want to lose this, the traction that this church has gained um, in the Spirit here this morning. Um, I, I'm going to go as the Spirit leads me. I do feel that um, this message is of the Lord. Um, it, it's crazy how God sort of confirms things. You know, um, Carl um, asked me if you find me on, um, in fact, I, Monday, early this week, Monday, I woke up at 6 o'clock, put the shower on, and um, 
shower got warm and I jumped in. And as I jumped in, I felt that God said, I want you to talk about relationship with me. Relationship with me. And as I jumped in the shower, I thought, okay, um, I've not been booked yet for a, for, for a preaching slot. So I, maybe somewhere during the day, I'm going to be talking to someone about, about the, the relationship with the Father. And, um, yeah, and I left the thought hanging. Uh, Monday finishes, Tuesday comes, I get a message from Carl. He sends me a message and he says, Warren, um, I think, did, I, did we confirm that I, that I asked you to preach maybe on Sunday? And if, if not, man, can you preach on Sunday? And I knew God was onto something. So I, I do want to give God space and I want to, I want to give the Holy Spirit space here today to do what he is going to do. Um, sure. Um, let's, I want to obviously talk about intimacy um, with the Father. And I really do believe that we're in a season right now that the Holy Spirit is really stirring some people. Or really, there are people that are almost stuck in, in, in this dry season, almost stuck in a place where they feel they can't gain, gain traction. And I feel like the Lord, is, is this, almost as a spirit of busyness has come upon us, come upon us as a church. And even in our workplaces, I can see that busyness happen. And, um, and it's, it's like God's going, guys, turn affections back to me. Turn your affections back to me. I want to I want to spend time with you. And there's always a reason for that. I, re- I, do, I really do believe that. Um, you know, we see a lot of times when, um, when God calls us to that place with the relationship, we need to understand that obviously it's through Christ Jesus. This is basics. We all know this. Um, and everything comes through that place of Christ. Everything comes through that place of Jesus because of what he's done. In John 14, verses 6, from the ESV, uh, Jesus says um, to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. No one comes to the Father except through me. So we can see it's very clear that everything needs to come through that sacrifice, through the Son of God. Okay? Okay? Um, John 6, I'm going to just share some scriptures. John 6, verses 40, again from the ESV. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life. And I will raise him up on the last day. Isn't that incredible? Just, just, just let that, just let that hang there in your mind and in your heart. I'm gonna, one of my favorite scriptures is Revelations 3 verse 20. I'm reading the book of Revelations and I'm loving it so much. Um, but Revelations 3 verse 20, and I'm going to read out of the, the New King James Bible because there is a word that I just love and it is behold. When we see that word in the Bible, we need to know that God is wanting attention on what he is about to say. 
So listen to this. Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. So guys, again, it is so important that, that we, we get this. It's first through Christ that we are coming to the Father. It's basic Christianity. Um, we can see that, that Jesus reconciled us back to the Father by laying his life down. You know, um, there, there, there is the sense of the torn. You know, sin, what sin does is it, when it creeps in, when it creeps in, it, 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 it brings separation between us and the Father. But Jesus comes and he dies. He lays his life down. He sheds blood for us on the cross. The veil between us and the Father. We spoke about veil here. The veil in the temple was torn. And we have direct access into the Father's presence. And that's where he wants us. That's where he wants us. Directly in his presence. Um, John 17, verses 3, New King James, again, um, or ESV, I don't mind. And this is eternal life. <laughs> and this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ to whom you have sent. Guys, what I've done is I've just rambled off some scriptures for us, and I'm hoping I'm sort of laying a little bit of foundation um, for us here this morning. We've got to know that, that we've got to spend time with God. It's, it's so clear in the Bible. Um, we see this with Jesus, you know, in the New Testament. Jesus leaving his disciples, um, leaving the multitudes of people and going up to the mountain, prioritizing that time, spending up in the mountain. There's some scriptures that speak about Jesus coming down the mountain and his countenance had literally changed because he spent time with the Father. Jesus set an example for us. Why are we not following him? It's so clear. It is so clear. And the lie is that the enemy, Carl, you touched something on here today. The lie is that the enemy has sown seeds and has deceived us and has said that only people with theological degrees or only people with public platforms can hear God, can spend time with him and hear him in ways that can share to other people. This is absolute poppycock. It's, it's nonsense. It's rubbish. God wants to spend time with all of us. And guys, he's calling us into a place of intimacy more than ever. You know, I, many years ago, well, not many years ago, but in my 20s, I, <laughs> many, many years ago, it's crazy, man, many years ago, I got invited, my ex-rugby coach was born again, and when you heard I had run half the, I've laid my life down for God, he and for Jesus, he just, he included me in everything, and he was a part of the Assemblies of God, he was, 
quite a big shot amongst the youth there. And the youth were having a conference um, in the Western Cape. All of, of the assemblies gathered. And he, he comes up to me and says, Warren, please come share, come share with us whatever's, whatever's on, on your heart. And I'm going, okay. And um, it was amazing because it was a weekend and they'd given me the Saturday evening slot. And we had a guy there, a guy called uh, Chris Pascal. Um, he moved, he was from the States, he moved insanely in the prophetic um, and in worship with, with instruments. Um, and he had done the, obviously done, led us into worship. And he, he said to me, um, Warren, um, allow the Spirit of God just to lead you tonight. And I'm like, okay, because okay, I shared a bangalow with him. And anyway, he was strumming while we were, while we were sitting in the bangalow before we went into um, the service. And um, I heard God go, Warren, just take your notes and throw it on the ground. Tear it up and throw it on the ground. And I'm like going, huh? I can't do that. It's a little bit like this here. I feel quite... Sometimes it feels quite daunting to sort of leave this place of the screen, you know. But um, I heard that, and I heard it so clearly. Throw your notes, tear it on, put it on the ground. Anyway, so the service started, and we're in full-blown worship, and it's incredible. And... Um, in the second last song, God says to me, Warren, I want you to throw your notes down on the ground. Just tear them up, throw them on the ground. And I'm going, Father, you know, I'm, you know I've, I've prepped like for two, three weeks here. It's the, that thing you just mentioned, that fear thing. I can't leave this notes. I can't. You know, this is what you've said to me. I've, I've got to, uh, and I felt like he just said, throw that notes on the ground. And I'm like, okay, Father. And I'm sort of, okay, Father, but half-heartedly. And um, worship finishes, he puts, they ask me to come and stand and get into the front and I'm standing and there's about a hundred odd kids just looking at me and all the youth leaders, the pastors are all in the back and the, I stood there for about 30 seconds just looking at them and um, I heard it again. Lord says, Warren, take your notes, just tear it up and throw it on the ground. And I took my notes and I threw it on the ground. And the big shots that were going, what is this bloke doing? What is he doing? How can he throw his notes on the ground? And the youth were all sort of starting to look at each other. And um, I stood there and um, immediately I just heard um, Warren ask them, what is the key to any good relationship? Think about that. What is the key to any good relationship? And one child put up their hands and said, it's love. Another put up their hands and said something. And it was all right up until about the fifth child got up, quite a tall little boy, and he stood there and he looked at me and he said, it's communication. Because when we communicate, we learn about each other. And I said, that's what it is. And guys, I believe... I really do believe, this is simple theology, I really do believe that God is calling us back to love relationship with him, you know, we get so busy in our secular lives, we get so busy within the church environment, 
within the church environment. We need to put our eyes back on him because it's all about that. It's about his son that died for us for that relationship. I mean, if we're reading the book of Genesis, we see this incredible picture of, of God creating the, the, the heavens and the earth and everything in it, and he creates Adam. And out of Adam, he creates Eve. And he has this incredible relationship with Adam in the garden. He talks with him. God allows him to name the animals. And then they sin. And that separation comes. The veil comes. That spiritual veil comes. And it blocks us. Because Adam, after he sinned, Adam was almost fearful. There was that sense of... God is calling us back to a place of intimacy. And we need to position ourselves and, and posture ourselves to, to spend time with him and hear from him. It's in those moments that when we press in to the presence of the Father that he molds and shapes us. It's in those moments that when we press into the presence of God that he shapes us as sons and daughters. The reality of who you are becomes so real. You walk differently. You talk differently. It all happens in the place of his presence, in the place of relationship with him. This is making sense, guys. There is a sense of awe here, and I, and I know, because I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want to continue with what went on here this morning. And I feel that there is going to be a call here um, this morning. This morning. You know, I long to see people go for a run and, and go and run with Jesus. Go and run with the Father. You know, it's, it's amazing. We went on a walk. And Rebecca organized this walk because they're trying to get me fit again. There's accountability and a food thing and all that thing again. And Rebecca and Lynn sorts out this walk for us. And you guys must come walk with us, by the way. It's about how many, how many K is about a 2K walk. And I'm walking. I'm leading the way. It's mostly man, funny family. But I don't know where I'm going. So I'm, I'm walking and I'm moaning like an old man. And I'm saying... You guys don't even know where we're going, and we're walking, and we're going uphill, you know, and I'm sweating, and, but it's a lack of walk. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's in the mountains at Knorhook. And, and we're walking, and I, I turn, and I hear the peacocks in the background, and I, and I see the trees that have fallen over, and nature becomes alive to me. And I hear the father say, in my moaning with my daughter, I hear the father say, Warren, I love you so much. I love you so much. You know, it's in those moments that when I say we posture ourselves, Christ postured himself always. When he went to those mountains, he made time for God. We need to make time for our Father. It's posturing ourselves constantly, being aware that he can talk to us at any given moment of time. Train yourself, guys. I challenge you, train yourself. During the day when you're walking, no matter what season you're going through, he will encourage you. He 
he will love on you. You might be going through the valley of shadow of death, meaning you might be going through the toughest season of your life. God's standing there with you. He's moving with you. When we come into the presence of God, we're praying about that tough time. Don't just leave the place. He wants to talk to you. Stay. Tarry. What you've just read in Scripture, don't just close a book and go. Wait. Allow the Spirit of God to breathe over that Scripture and speak to you. It's an, God is a relational God. He's so intimate and he's wanting this. I cannot, I cannot say how important this is. You know, our king dying for us to restore relationship with the Father comes at an incredible cost. Let's not waste our time in life on stuff that are temporal. Let's pursue him with everything we have. Let's lay our lives down and say, Lord, I'm all in it. I want it. I want, I'm all in it. You speak to me, Lord. I'll do whatever you say I must do. And I promise you, you'll be walking a life that will be so fruitful. You'll go through tough times. Carl constantly says this. doesn't mean that we have Jesus in our life that, that it's going to all be sunshine and roses. It's not. It's tough at times, man. But he's with us in those moments. And he will provide. Amen? I want to I tell you one more final story. But before I go into that story, I just want to encourage you and your husband. I know your husband's not here today. But hang in there. I really do believe God's got you on a journey. And sorry, what was your name again? Janae. Um, I really do believe God, God has got you guys on a journey. You're meant to be here. Keep pursuing. Keep staying humble. Keep, keep doing the things that God is putting on your plate to do. That sense of just putting you in, knitting you in to church. God has got a plan and purpose for you. And his provision will be met. He will provide. Okay. I just thought I'd encourage you there. But um, I want to I wanna just encourage us that when we spend time with God, you know, that, that sense of don't just leave, just sit, tarry, wait upon the Lord. Allow him to speak to you. Just like that little boy got up at that meeting and said, there's an interreaction. We, in this interreaction, is one person speaks, the other speaks, the other person keeps quiet. Then there's a sense of, you know, there's a sense of honoring, and we listen, and we learn about the person, and we grow, and we learn to hear that person's voice. So that when you're walking in those tough times, you, and the Father calls, you hear it, and you go, okay, I'm going to go back to that place. Let me refocus. It is amazing. When we walk with him, it is incredible what he does spiritually in our lives, you know? And um, there was, I, I have a, because, of, because I'm so in love, I'm, I'm, I'm just wanting so much. That the, and, and I'm not special, guys, by the way. What God does to me, God can do to everyone here. But I was at one stage so hungry, you know? I remember going to men's camp in Cedarburg. And it was incredible. Who's been to Cedarburg? Hmm. 
as you know, the mountains are beautiful there. And, uh, and we were there just on a men's camp, I remember. And um, sorry, I hope you don't mind me. I'm just telling stories here. And we were on a men's camp, and it was incredible, man. It was just mind-blowing. And um, we had a guest speaker there that was an amazing man of God. And um, the, it was a Saturday morning, after the morning session, we walked down and just had about an hour and a half of just chill time next to the river. The blokes were jumping in the river, and it was just amazing, you know. I walked down and my business partner at that stage, a guy called Justin, he was sitting um, on a towel and strumming. He was a musician. He was strumming his guitar. And, uh, and I got there and I said, Justin, how's it going? And he was like, no, I'm fine, bro. And he's like playing his guitar. And the next moment, um, I hear what sounded was like two swords, like literally strike, like hit each other. There was a sense like a, that sense of steel hitting on steel. And the, and the sliding of that steel, the grain, that sense of, it was so clear. And I, and I literally, I like thought to myself, what the heck is going on here? Um, and I looked at Justin and I thought maybe it was his guitar doing something, you know. But clearly I heard swords. And I sort of let it be. I didn't say anything because I don't want to look mad. And um, the next moment, it was, um, the next moment, it's, he was strumming away. And the next moment I heard what sounded was like a choir, but men singing. And I literally, I wanted, I just wanted to cry. Even, even when, I, when I recall the story, I just want to go into a place of weeping because it was, the sound was so loud. And I said, no, I'm going, am I going nuts, you know? Am I going nuts? What am I hearing? And I looked at Justin, I said, dude, is, are there people singing? Are the blokes singing? And he went, no. No, 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 it's only me just strumming. What's, what's going on, dude? I'm like, no, 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 I'm fine. I didn't want to say what I was hearing, you know. I'm, I'm fine. He said, he got up. He said, dude, I'm going to go and grab a shower before the evening session. I'll see you in the, in the hall. And I said, cool. And I stood there, and he was about 50 meters away from me now, walking back to the bungalow. And I was just standing there, sort of trying to, trying to think, what, trying to process what I just heard. You know, was this my imagination? You know, and I... I picked up my towel and turned and walked to the bungalow. As I picked up my towel, I heard the swords again. Just like I'm hearing myself in these speakers. It was... And, um, and I went, no. I'm like, no, what's this? You know, and I walked. And I, as I'm walking, I was almost trying to run away from what I was hearing. And I'm hearing the sound of this choir again. And it was like, just, I was in awe. And um, anyway, I got to the, I had a shower and again and... I would sort of try to put what I just heard behind my mind and try to sort of almost forget about it because I didn't know how to process it. And um, anyway, to, to roll forward, um, we were in the evening service and um, I was standing in the second row. I had my brother-in-law on the one side and um, a pastor from the Baptist church, he had joined us, played for False Bay Rugby, big bloke. And we're standing and we're in the presence of God just worshipping him. And um, halfway through the, through the first song, the guest speaker came walking up um, through the aisle, and he stood in the front. He looked at the band, and he just said, stop. And there was a sense of awe. And he turned around, and he looked at me, and he said, Warren, what did God make you here today? 
and I fought. Because what happened was I just felt like a weight come upon my shoulders. Not a negative weight. It was like the presence of God. And I went through the, the first layer of, of chairs and I lay there. And I remember shaking and, and feeling like waves of God's love. Waves of his, it was like I couldn't explain it. I was fully aware of what was happening around me. Fully aware of what, was, what people were saying. And, and, and I, was, I was lying there and I didn't want to leave that place. I was so desperate to get into the presence of the Father. And I lay there and they tried to pick me up. And the guest speaker just said, no, leave him there. Just leave him there. I lay there through the rest of the worship. And I lay there through the word. Fully aware what was going on around me. At any given moment of time, I could leave that place. But I didn't want to. Because I was so desperate for more of the Father. And I stayed in that place. They eventually brought my, my mattress to me and they rolled me into the bed. And I stayed there till the next day. And in the morning, I remember waking, waking up and I had breakfast with the boys and I went to go and talk to the guest speaker and he shared with me what, what he felt the Lord was doing in my life. And, uh, but what I'm saying, that God gave me a grid of understanding to hear his voice. From that place, I'll bring a prophetic word or word of encouragement because I have this grid of understanding that when I hear a thing, then I speak from a place, as long as it's from a place of love, and this is for all of you. All of you. Spend time with him, man. He's gifted you with gifts. This church is going to explode. Be hungry for him. Make time for him. Because that's what he wants. I hope I'm stirring your heart back to the Father. Really, I am. You know, in all of this hearing... It's amazing because I was pretty much, when I got to Stanley, I think it was back then it was standards, but standard two, don't know what that is in grade four. The teachers heard that I was, I was not hearing, or they picked up that I was not hearing certain tones. And uh, then I went for tests, and the doctors were saying that you're going to go deaf before the age of 20. Um, you're going to go deaf. And we picked up this thing. You're going to have to go and have, you're not going to be able to go deep sea diving. You're not going to be able to do this and that. You're going to have to go to a special school that can help you with the reading because it's going to affect reading. It's going to affect every area of your life. And I just said, I, you know, I wasn't saved back then, but my mom encouraged me. She just said, no, my son will go where he wants and I went to Paul and I played boy, uh, rugby at Boys Eye. And I went to the military. I did all my courses that I needed to do. I did deep sea diving, combat diving. I did, I, I, there, there was a sense that um, God just, just pretty much annihilated everything the doctors had said. So what I'm saying to you, God will give you a grid of understanding how your love language and how you hear from him will happen. Amen? And there's, a, there's a, again, I want to repeat, I, I do believe that the enemy has come along and 
and has almost shaded the, the, the vision, almost directed us a little bit away from what God is wanting to do. And everything, the growth of this church is going to come through hungry souls that are desperate to press into the, the presence of the Father, desperate to acknowledge who Jesus is, and not afraid of, of standing tall, picking up your cross, going out and sharing with people what Jesus had done for you on that cross. So guys, I want to, I want to, I almost want to leave it there, but what I want to do is, I want to leave it open. I want to continue with what God was doing here this morning. And if there are any one of you that feel you have gone off the path that the Father has called you to walk, to maybe come up this morning, and we'll pray with you. I actually feel like we need to lay hands. There is an element of fear in that. God spoke to us this morning about fear. You know, we, we, fear is false evidence appearing real. And the enemy likes to numb and to sort of almost take our focuses off him again. And we work, we do everything. We enter into a relationship with fear because we're scared. God breaks that thing. He'll break it today in your life. So I don't know if, Coral, if you, if you don't mind, um, if we could get the musicians up and enter into a song. And for those who feel they need prayer, to come up and, um, and we'll get some of the leaders around you to pray. Amen? It's a... Uh, um it's interesting, you know, if, if we, receive, we receive a person in, in the gift that they are, right? So if, if Renzo and Saki is teaching, we receive the mind of the Lord. If Warren is teaching, we receive the heart of the Lord, right? The teacher explains truth, right? This prophetic gift of Warren just simply declares truth. A teacher will tell you, how, can I, how do I hear God? A prophet just says, we need to hear God. <laughs> and so I, 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 wanna, I, I want us to, to, I think, respond on that. But I, I think the thing we will miss out now is um, if it is only those responding that in some ways feel like I, I, I haven't related to the Lord or I haven't communicated with the Lord as I should and responding. I think, I mean, the cry is really to all of us here, all right? It's, it's all of us. So we're going we're gonna, to um, ask the worship band to, to play a song. But I think let's all of us, you know, uh, unless you really don't want to relate to the Lord, then you're free. But uh, if uh, um, all, 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 we, we're not forced worship here at all, you know. God is a lover, not a rapist, all right. He, uh, he doesn't force intimacy. <laughs> so, um, so. So let's, let's all respond. Let's all respond and just refresh and just communicate with the Lord and, and, and just open ourselves to what Jesus wants to do. So let's respond. And then, Warren, I'm going to ask you to, to pray over us. I wanted to pick you up to stand on here. Yeah, yeah, no, no. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Father, we...
we come before you this morning and we just lay our lives down before the cross. We, we want to thank you for sending your son. We want to thank you for, for your son's death on the cross for us. That was massive. For dying for us and reconciling us back to the Father. For taking up all of our sin, present, past, and future. The weight of that must have been so heavy, Lord. But we come to you this morning and we lay our lives down to you. We honor you and we thank you for the death of your son. We thank you for the fact that the veil is torn. And we pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would come with power, that you would come with love, and that you would move amongst us, that you would heal our hearts, that you would set the captives free in Jesus' name, and that you would restore us, Lord, to intimacy with you once again. Father, we don't want to miss this. We desire this. In our everyday walk with you, we desire this. May you, your voice ring in our ears and in our hearts. Pray that we won't miss one moment with you. I pray that we would prioritize time with you. Come, Father. Have your way in our lives. In Jesus' name. So all of us are engaging. Are there, if there are some of you that want prayer in this, please come to the front. Warren is going to be in the front and uh, pray. There will be some others as well. Okay. 
ministering here, if, if, if all of us can just uh, again close our eyes. So I want to pray, uh, even as, as Warren has mentioned, that, that really the, 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 the separation between God and man was, was met in Jesus. And it's, uh, it, it's sometimes not even the, the fact that we know this truth that changed the difference. Something happened in our hearts. Faith came. And we became a born-again people, and this became a reality. And so that, that reality is the assurance that death is no threat to me and that I will pass over from this life into eternal life with Jesus. And the Holy Spirit came into me that became a seal that I know death is no threat to me. But I want to pray today for those that are not sure. <laughs> you are not sure if you would die today where you would go. Jesus has paid the way for us that we can be sure. I know you might have heard it, but the reality of your heart is not settled. That I am sure that I'm sure. And so as every, every head is bowed and every eye is closed, if that is you, and you want to say, I want to make sure you stand with me, will you pray for me? I want to ask that you will just put up your hand. Then I, I'm, I'm going to ask for, for the rest of us. I'm going to ask, please, if there's something in your heart that you would continue to engage in this. If you need to go, um, please leave in such a way that it's not a distraction for those that are still engaging and still enjoying time with God. Um, but then the officialness of the meeting is then finish. Let's honor one another the way that we leave and we go. So Jesus, I just praise you for your goodness. I pray that the reality of relationship will, will far extend just in this meeting us, Lord Jesus, every day, every moment, that we'll be a people that walk with you and relate with you. In Jesus' name.